Welcome to Radio Grognar, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognar here, hope you're all doing well, it's a nice day. All right, neutral as a GM. Let's talk about that after this. Okay, now I know or rather I have read, I have never played any war games, but in war games, the traditional war games, apparently there is a player, if you want to call him that, who is the referee, who is the arbiter of the rules. There's one guy or guys on one side, one guy or guys on another side, say of a Napoleonic campaign, and then there's one guy with the rules who makes judgments and things like that. Okay, that's fine. Um, in war games, I guess, I'm assuming they're impartial. At least that's what I've been led to believe. Does that hold true for role-playing games? Because the GM is, is, a, is a referee, and he holds the rules. And I don't think that's the case. The reason I say I don't think that's the case is because there's other things you have to Take into account, yes, in war games, you have to take into account battle tactics and stuff like that, but you've got like one side or the other detailing that, and the referee is the guy who is basically saying, okay, you can do that, no, you can't do that type of thing. He he arbitrates, arbiters, he, he makes decisions, basically, which is what the GM is supposed to do in a role-playing game. But it seems like the GM in a role-playing game has a lot more on its plate than just interpreting the rules. I mean, this is the guy who prepped the game out of a module or his own head. This is the guy who created the campaign world. This is the guy who decided which monsters are going to be used, what NPCs are going to be used, creating said NPCs, and statting things out in general. So you might say that he has a little bit more of an investment in the game than an, a, a war game arbiter of the rules because the arbiter of the rules is doing just that. He's got the rule book and he's he's making you know battle decisions. He's making decisions on whether something works or not. They ask questions, he answers. Now, anybody who's a war gamer can can you know tell me I'm full of it or something like that. But that's the kind of thing that I've been led to believe happens in a role-playing game. Or not, I mean, on a war game. Sorry. So I just feel that neutrality in a role-playing game is hard won if you can do it. I mean, there are people who say, well, I'm totally, I'm totally. I mean, this leads into like why people are, are having a debate on whether or not to fudge dice or, or, have a di or have a screen or rolling in front of the players and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a form of trying to be neutral as an arbiter. But to me, it kind of diminishes the role of the GM. If you're just going to sit there and go, okay, rule 46 says... You're, you're, you've got to be closer to do that. Or this this chapter here says you don't have enough, you know, you don't have enough equipment to actually 
get over that gorge, that kind of thing. To me, that's kind of like, that's probably going to be the most boring job in a war game. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it'd be the most boring job in a role-playing game, I'll tell you that. But it just seems that there's a lot more going on in a role-playing game. Like I said, you can tell me I'm full of it if you want. Just drop a, you know, drop a note on on you know my my email or Spotify for podcasters or whatever. But you know, just it just seems that way. So with that being the case, that means the GM has to be a little bit more forthright, creative. What do you want to call it? I don't know. He's got to take these things into account. Now, being a neutral arbiter of the game of the of the rules is fine, but and you know that should be there too. That's what I'm saying. Amongst all this stuff, I always tell the players, uh, I try to run, I a, I try to be neutral, but I really want you guys to win. You know, and that's not being neutral. I mean, not not in a strict sense. But to me, that's okay. That's okay because we're here to have fun. We're here to have, we're here to tell a good story, all of us, and entertain each other and just have fun. So being a strict, just being a strict arbiter of the rules, you know, that doesn't really bother me if you're, you know, if you're being more creative or something. And, you know, like I said, it goes back to the, the fudging dice. Do you need a, a GM screen? Blah, 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 blah. But that's kind of like, where I'm coming from. The arbit the arbitration of the rules should always be there. It should be in the back of every GM's mind. But the front of the mind should say, we're here to have fun. We're here to have fun, and that is my main my main goal. My main goal for the game. And that should be the main goal for the other characters too, as far as their part goes. Okay? I mean, I'm not getting. I'm not gonna get into the old. This is what players do that they shouldn't do, and da 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 da. You get you get enough of that, you know, anywhere on the internet. So, so that's just something to keep in mind. Now, when you're prepping, that doesn't come really in mind unless you're like you want to be, you know, strictly by the book. And as far as I'm concerned, by the book. Role-playing is not fun. It was never meant to be that way. Gary never meant it to be that way. You're supposed to be, you're the one who's supposed to be able to interpret the rules. And there's a difference between, you know, the rules is written and interpreting the rules. What it means is, look, every rule, and I know there's like a, I know there's like a, a baseline system that you have to use because this is the way the game is run. This is how they set it up. But you got a lot of leeway. You got a lot of leeway into interpreting it because the whole point of it is it's not whether the rules is written work. It's does this rule or rules work for my game, for our game? Does this work to to be to give advantage to the players? Does it give advantage to me? Does it give advantage to nobody? And let me tell you, except for you know, aside from the the neutral stuff I'm talking about, if it leans towards giving a little advantage to the players, I'm all for it. I mean, yes, the players can abuse it, and that's when you you know take steps 
you know, not not big steps, but I mean, you know, I would sit down and talk to them and say, look, guys, this is like the third time you did this. You really want to do this? And then if they don't listen, then you take other steps like in-game consequences and all that other stuff anyway. But the point I'm trying to make is that the rules are there to play the game and have fun. And, you know, if you're interpreting a rule the way you want to, that's the whole point of the whole thing. So you've got to understand that when you when you make a judgment, you're making a judgment for that game, that campaign. It may even come down to that session. You know, there's something where you make a decision and then later on you don't like the decision or they don't like the decision. You play out the game and then afterwards you talk about it with the players and then make adjustments as necessary. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm just saying, you know. But that's the whole thing. I don't think GMs can be as neutral as somebody uh, like a referee in a war game because that's all he's doing. I mean, he's just, like I said, that's all he's doing. He's not running the world. He's not running the NPCs. He's not running the monsters. The other players are doing that. They have their armies you know, they're doing stuff like that. Maybe he'll he'll throw in, I don't know, weather condition or terrain condition or something like that. But that'd be set up at the beginning, usually. So that's that's the difference between me, a war game referee, and a role-playing game referee. And that's something you should keep in mind when you're running a game. Like I said, rules is written. Frankly, they suck. Um, but but they are great as a base. So think about that next time you're prepping when you're running, okay? Don't forget to try and be as neutral as you can. Let me put it that way. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents. Did I say Anchor again? I said Anchor again. No, drop me a voicemail at Spotify for podcasters, doggone it. But we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. If you want to do a single donation, I have a Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or drop by my PayPal tip jar and drop something off. PayPal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soares, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much for other good podcasts. We have Dan Griggs, the Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast. Kevin's Red Caps Podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, also a YouTube channel. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.